are going to hear from an organization that I am involved with and love, uh, Tuesday's Children. They are based in New York City, but they have reach all over the world. And they are going to talk about a lifetime of healing for grieving families. And we are going to hear from three people today who are key people to this organization's success. Um, okay, so let's start with Terry Sears. Terry Grace Sears, there she is. Terry is the executive director of Tuesday's Children. Sally Lynch is the senior program and development consultant. And Kathy Murphy is the senior program director. Hello, hello to all of you. Hi. Hi, Hi. thanks for having us. It's great to see you both. I really worked with you. Sally for many, many years on a 9-11 study looking at traumatic loss over time. And she has now gone on to Tuesday's Children. Tuesday's Children is a nonprofit family service organization based in New York City. Following the events of September 11, 2001, Tuesday's Children was founded with a long-term commitment to serve and support the children who lost a parent on that day. In subsequent years, the organization broadened its mission to include all those impacted by 9-11. And we have had, we have done three shows with Tuesday's Children. So please go to Open to Hope and hear about all the services that they have and everything that they are doing. So welcome, Terry, Sally, and Kathy. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Gloria. Um, if I could kick it off, um, I'm gonna talk a little bit how Tuesday's Children started. So uh, I live in a town called Manhasset, Long Island, which um, is very commutable to downtown New York, where um, so many people on Tuesday, September 11th, were killed. We all know this was so unprecedented, this event. And when the events happened, nobody knew for weeks how many people were lost. As a matter of fact, to this day, 40% of all 9-11 families have not gotten back remains. So for many, uh, there was no closure. So um, in, in the weeks following 9-11, um, it was found out that 3,051 children had lost a parent on that day. And our original mission was to provide long-term support to these kids. Given the unprecedented nature of, of this, um, nobody knew, even the mental health professionals didn't know how these kids were, fare, were gonna fare. It was a public event, it was a worldwide event, and these kids were all of a sudden 9-11 kids, which no kid wants to be, they just wanna be a kid. So. Um, we started taking uh, the, the kids out to sporting events, to special events, and trying to normalize their life, trying to get them out from uh, the paperwork and as well as um, the trauma that their surviving parent was, was facing. And um, we knew we could do so much more. So um, we um, developed a platform of programs, which is still that platform to this day, which is mentoring, uh, leadership, career guidance, career mentoring, life skills, um, and all sorts of like financial management. We really are a small, responsive organization to be there for the families um, that lost loved ones post 9-11. Our mission grew to encompass the 9-11 responders. Um, as we all know, they ran towards the building. So many have had illnesses related to 9-11 um, and carcinogenic exposure. Um, and Unfortunately, more 9-11 responders have died that died on that day. Close to a thousand people were lost on that day. Uh, 
the ripple effect of 9-11 is um, the Gold Star families, our nation's military families, the fallen. We know that 37,000 families have died either on the battlefield or through suicide or um, through um, military accidents. So we are there for all those families as well. We like to think of ourselves as a um, soft landing place, as a supportive community, as a community that's gonna be there through the trajectory of the recovery. And really we're about resilience. Uh, we have helped 45,000 individuals since we started this work. Uh, we have a proven long-term healing model, which is sort of based on establishing trust and really asking family members what they need, and then reevaluating um, our approach to families based upon their evolving needs. Uh, we know that we have 9-11 families um, that are still signing up for Tuesday's children. Um, and for this slide that you see in front of you, that kind of outlines our long-term healing model. So basically what we've heard is the fact that when you've suffered the loss of a loved one, knowing that an organization is going to be there for you for the long term. I mean, after 9-11, the Red Cross came in and Robin Hood and other well-established organizations, they were going to come in for a year or two. Well, here we are 20 plus years later. We know there's secondary losses. We know that there's things like pandemics and unfortunately war that also bring things back to the surface very quickly so we're so happy to be here happy we wish we didn't have to but we're happy to be able to serve the ongoing need um we have a needs-based approach um again we um you can see in in this um model that we um create the trust we build community we engage the families, we assess what they want, we create programs, reassess the programs and adapt. And um, I'm gonna turn it over to Kathy Murphy, who's our Senior Director of Programs now, so she can uh, dive a little deeper into the programs that we offer the families ongoing. The next slide, please. Thank you, Terry. And uh, thank you, Heidi, for inviting us. I just love seeing you here with your mom. I, I always tell you that, but I really do. Um, proven programs. Uh, the adaptive nature of our long-term healing model has informed our program development. Much of our programming is not in the clinical setting, but in the community-based and serves to connect families to each other for peer support and meet their evolving needs. As we mentioned during COVID, we have transitioned a lot of our programs pivoting to virtual formats but our approach has remained the same and our community connections are strong. Next slide, please. Rising to meet emerging needs. Like all organizations, we have been heavily impacted by COVID. Our surveys show that at least one in five of the families we serve have now lost a loved one as a result of the pandemic. Families who had already experienced trauma and loss due to terrorism, military conflict, or mass violence. Three quarters of our population have experienced at least partial job loss or economic hardship, and over 80% of our families reported negative well being, anxiety, depression, and loneliness. However, 90% of our families said that the virtual programs we were offering helped to alleviate the isolation they were feeling. Key takeaways from the past two years 
are that we developed a record number of programs, increased our one-to-one -one support services along with our geographic reach, successfully maintained connections virtually, and our supporters helped us to keep our promise to our families. Next slide, please. Our youth mentoring program. The cornerstone of our programming over the last 20 years has been mentoring. We support families through long-term youth mentoring, career mentoring, peer mentoring, and digital mentoring. Next slide, please. Our digital e-mentoring. During the pandemic, we switched all of our mentor matches to digital e-mentoring. We had already piloted e-mentoring pre-pandemic, so when so we were equipped to deploy the program on a greater scale. In a way, COVID was the push we needed to launch e-mentoring in a full capacity. We increased training for mentors on being impactful in digital relationships, including resources around hypervigilance for safety in youth, considering the high rates of risky behaviors and feelings of isolation. We found a silver lining. So many parents were not comfortable with technology, but because of e-learning, it did not seem as foreign. We also trusted the youth we serve. We followed their lead to better understand some of the possibilities of technology and platforms available to us. Next slide, please. Project Common Bond. Our international program, Project Common Bond, has united over 950 teens and young adults from 34 countries. We are pleased to be resuming this program in person this year. During COVID, what is normally an eight-day in-person experience for these young adults also pivoted onto a virtual format. Next slide, please. And the impact of Project Common Bond. And as you can see on this slide, there have been many positive results reported post-program evaluations. Project Common Bond participants have demonstrated improvements in their ability to control their emotional responses, recognize their strengths, and understand the impact of their actions on others. Next slide. And where are our services needed most? The largest strategic deployment of our long-term healing model to date has been to meet the needs of the military families of the fallen. These presenting needs are great. More than 3.7 million troops have served in the post 9-11 era and more than 37,000 families have lost a service member. We see many parallels with our original 9-11 population and military families of the fallen, including profound loss, disrupted family dynamics, fear of being forgotten, and financial uncertainty. I will now hand the presentation over to my colleague, Sally Lynch. Thank you, Kathy, and thank you, Terry. Um, so in recent years, Tuesday's Children has also been called upon to share lessons in tragedy assistance and community resilience. We have a separate website that houses our online toolkit for long-term healing. It features training modules, resources, and other tools. Um, you can visit that at TuesdaysChildrenHeals.org. 
Um, we have five training modules that kind of guide people to do what Tuesday's children did in building trust and building community to really help people over the long haul, which so many people in um, the Open to Hope event today have spoken about the need for. Um, we also have interactive timelines that show some of our organizational milestones over the last 20 years, as well as global events, um, and then some tip sheets on mental health and tragedy assistance. In our community resilience programs, we work with over a dozen communities in the US that have been impacted by mass violence, mass shootings. We work through Project Common Bond with over 34 countries impacted by terrorism, military conflict, and violent extremism. And in 2013, we helped to establish the Resiliency Center of Newtown, which operated under our umbrella for their first few years and is now a standalone profit, uh, nonprofit and safe place at the heart of that community. We've been involved through partner organizations in Orlando, Parkland, and Las Vegas. And more recently, we've been assisting with resiliency centers forming um, in Oxford Township, Michigan, 1027 Healing Partnership in Pittsburgh, and the Ventura County Family Justice Center in Thousand Oaks. Next slide, please. Um, this is a new initiative that I'm excited to tell you about because uh, Heidi Horsley as well from Open to Hope is a part of this. We've been working with survivor groups in these communities that I mentioned for many years and peer support as many people talked about today is one of the key things that can help with grief, with healing, with trauma. Um, we recently formed a group called the Survivors of Tragedy Outreach Program. The acronym is STOP and it brings together survivors and experts to provide peer support. So you see the list of some of the communities and partners that are represented in this group. We meet monthly and we're very proud to have Heidi be a part of this group. She contributes so much in, in just kind of helping people connect to the resources that they need. And we're able to coordinate some of our response efforts. In all of these initiatives, of course, and over the last 20 years, we learn more from our families that we serve, from survivors and from our partners in these communities who are addressing such unique issues than we could ever offer to them. And in sharing these perspectives, it helps improve our approach and it helps to improve overall disaster response protocols and efforts. Next slide, please. I also wanna talk about um, a recent addition to our community resilience work. Um, our work has now grown to include pandemic response. You know, Kathy mentioned some of the impact on our service population with one in five, at least in our service population, having lost a loved one due to COVID. Um, not only that, but more than 200,000 children nationwide have now lost a parent or primary caregiver in this pandemic. Um, and that number is likely much higher given the uh, new methods that they're gonna be using to account for some of the deaths that weren't necessarily prescribed due to COVID before. Um, we know that those families need long-term support, especially as our society eagerly moves on from the horrors of the past two years. So we have a, a newly funded three-year COVID-19 response project, and we're providing resources and capacity building in key sectors that interface with families and children bereaved by COVID-19. So we will be doing training cohorts uh, and customized guidance with educators, healthcare professionals, community-based organizations, and other community leaders, policymakers, academic institutions, all to try and strengthen the framework for grief and bereavement support for these kids and families. So you see some of our partners in this project listed on this slide, and uh, you can also view the press release. We'd be happy to share additional information about this project as it, as it builds. 
Next slide, please. We also host an annual forum and a speaker series, a quarterly speaker series called Lessons in Recovery and Resilience. We just opened registration for our March 31st speaker series on childhood trauma and grief. It is free to register. So I encourage uh, everybody in attendance to please join us on that day. We have some wonderful speakers, Jennifer Kreimer, David Schoenfeld and Grace Christ. I'm sure some of those names ring a bell to many of you. Um, our 2022 forum will be May 17th, and it will be virtual, as was our 2021 forum. Our previous events have been hosted at Fordham University. We did one in Orlando after the Pulse nightclub shooting and combined it with a family day. We've done one at the Ford Foundation Center for Social Justice. And um, we look forward again this year to having some wonderful keynote speakers and panels of seasoned experts and resilient survivors. Um, the survivors really bring so much perspective to these events. So tune into our website and sign up. Next slide. Um, here are just some of the ways that you can get involved with Tuesday's Children. We invite you to reach out to all of us here on this presentation. You can learn more and become a career mentor or a mentor. Kathy mentioned the power of mentoring, but really having a role model who can help a child through some of those uh, milestones in grief and developmental things is very important. And um, as many mentioned, you know, Today, I think we all wish there was no need for a work like ours. Um, we keep hoping at Tuesday's Children that we'll go out of business. But unfortunately, since 9-11, over 250,000 people have died from global terrorism. Um, over 37,000 families have lost a military service member. More than 40,000 people are still suffering from 9-11 related illnesses. And now nearly 1 million in the US and 6 million globally have died of COVID. Um, so clearly there's still a need. Next slide. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors because over the last 20 years, we would not have been able to provide the long-term support that we have without our donors and partners. And then on the last slide, I just wanna encourage everybody to visit our websites and learn more, follow us online and on socials, and please reach out to us directly. We're very honored to continue to do this work and we really do wish it was not needed. Our families teach us the most about what individuals impacted by trauma and loss need, and we will continue to keep our promise to them as the living memorials. So thank you to Open to Hope and to everyone in the audience today who are working very hard to bring hope to those who've suffered loss. Thank you, Tuesday's Children, and thank you, yes. Sally and Kathy and Terry. You all are doing so much to help the world, and I am really thrilled to hear about the fact that you are now working with our latest losses, which is the death of so many with to COVID. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you all. You're great. Thank you too, Gloria and Heidi, for everything you do. We're so glad to have you part of our work over these last 20 years.